So um, I'd like to introduce Barbara for, to our meeting. I mean, Natalie. Natalie, I'm sorry, thank Natalie. You. Okay, I'm no, thank sorry. you very much. I, I appreciate um, being here and thank you, Maureen, for asking me and it's an honor to be here. Um, as I look around the room, I realize that um, one, I know many of you, you probably heard some of my pitch before, so I'll try to add something new. And two, that most of you have been in the program a while. So um, some of the things I was going to share are kind of geared toward a newcomer. And you guys have been around the room, so I'll, I'll move quickly through that portion. So like Nancy, I've been in the program for about 21 years, and um, it hasn't been easy. Um, when I came in the room, well, so I've had, um, what I'll discuss today is I've had some um, stumbling blocks within the program and uh, how I overcame those and um, how long it took me to get that, you know, psychic change or that spiritual awakening and um, what it's like today. And um, it's not always pretty, you know, it wasn't, it's not a perfect walk. I, I, I think of it as a spiral, like I start to get better and then I go back and then I start to get a little better. Each time I'm a little bit better, a little bit better. So um, I started um, in the rooms as underweight cold all the time. Um, my main relationship was with food. That was my comfort, um, my go-to for everything. Um, <clears throat> different foods provided different things. You know, if I needed a love, comfort kind of hug, I went to the cold, sweet stuff. And, you know, as, as it melted, I slowly ate it. And before I knew it, I was at the end of a, a bottom of a container, like, where isn't there more? Um, if I was angry or frustrated, that was a good gas station stop and ate something salty and crunchy, you know, like that. If I was um, <clears throat> lonely, um, and I, then I needed feeling squashed, kind of like I needed to feel numb. So that was a great carbs binge purge session for me. So um, uh, I, when I walked in the rooms, I had done everything right. Like I had thought I, I did everything I knew how to do to be. Uh, the person I wanted to be, and I was just miserable. And I came into the rooms and learned about red foods and staying abstinent and got abstinent um, fairly quickly through willpower and um, still numb. And um, that was evidenced by the fact that about when I got a sponsor, she didn't want to sponsor me. I talked her into it. She said, well, no, I don't want to sponsor you. I don't want to sponsor you. And then um, she finally said, okay, if we're going to do this, this is my requirements. And she gave me her requirements. And I went through the steps, another box to check, right? You know, like, oh, I'm going to get better now. I'm going to feel better because I've done the steps. And that's not how it happened. That's not how it worked. It didn't work for me that way. Um, I was still numb. I still didn't trust anybody. And I actually went through about a sponsor a year. So for my first 12 years in um, program, I had about 12 to 13 different sponsors. And um, they said things like, you don't, you're not ready. I need to get out of God's way. Um, you're not following direction, that kind of thing. But I was really re reticent to let go of my way and to do it another person's way. And um, so by about year five in program, I had been off sugar for about three and a half years, it took me 18 months to get off sugar. And, um, and I decided that it was, I've been doing this long enough. I'm abstinent. I've got service positions. 
I'm going to try sugar. You know, I, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling normal. Let me just go back to the sugar. And that lasted for about three months. And, um, and then I was right back where I started. So um, I have since then, so that was a great learning opportunity. Since then, I, I don't go back to sugar. It's a dead end road for me. It's a dead end street. And um, dabbled then in see how for a bit and learned about um, weighing and measuring food and, and saw an actual like food plan, like where they tell you what to eat, you know, and your serving sizes and all that. And, and they taught me to make three outreach calls a day. So um, I, that was a very strict program and I had some trouble staying with it. I hardly ever got to share maybe twice, I think in the three months, because you, you, there's just a lot of requirements, but it was um, a great learning opportunity again. And so, um, so at about year eight, I was um, kind of hitting a plateau. Like I, you know, I had done, done the OA thing. I, you know, spoken at, at the big, at the birthday party. I had, um, you know, been a sponsor. I had, you know, been in a new group. I had done the deal. Right. And I re really didn't feel any different. Like I, I was walking the walk, but nothing in here had changed. I still, I, well, but nothing that that's a pretty big word. What I mean is that, um, I was learning to love others and love myself because you guys kept loving me as I'd show up at meetings and things like that. <clears throat> but I still was holding on to control and I still didn't trust. And um, so about that point, I went into um, a vision for you. And um, that's a, a program in, has everybody heard of a vision for you? Raise your hand if you've heard of it. Thank you. Okay. Most of you have, there's still a few who haven't, but um, yeah, it, it's, um, what's different about a vision for, for you, for me, is that uh, it's based on the big book. And so that kind of changed things for me. Um, let me see. Yeah, so um, a vision for you, um, is where I got a sponsor that I kept for four or five years. I'd never met her. She lived in Boston and, um, we talked every day and she, um, we connected and I started to move forward better. Um, and, uh, so here's their website. They have 7am meetings and, and 10am meetings you can listen to. And some days are special editions that are really great. And, um, so, that was helpful. And um, working the steps through the big book was super helpful. Um, I just wanna quickly go over stuff you guys know, know already that the key is the 12 steps, right? That that's each time I worked the 12 steps, a little like layer of protection came off me and I became more like penetrable, you know, um, more able to feel, more able to trust, a little closer to my higher power. Mine was the educational variety. I did not get a spiritual awakening like that. It took a, a, some work. Um, so these two books were one way I went through the 12 steps and that was super helpful and um, a good way to start. And then another huge one was um, working with a group, you know, going through the 12 steps with a, in a workshop. Um, this book, I bought it to sponsor people because it's got all these great forms. And um, eventually 
within a year that I purchased it, someone led a, a, a workshop and sitting in a group of OAers, reading literature, discussing it on a weekly basis, or people do it on a monthly basis, however you want to do it. This book tells you, I, I went online and there's no workshops right now, but if anyone's interested in starting one, um, this book tells you exactly how to do it. It has like a flyer in there and everything. And I still use this book because these resentment worksheets have been key to me um, being in relationship with others. I keep about 20 of these blank in a folder under my bed with tons of pens and pencils. Cause I know me, if I, if I'm doing my, you know, my review and, and I, and I keep thinking about someone and it's getting more and more negative, I'm developing a resentment. If I don't, if it's difficult for me to, to write this out, I'm not going to do it. So I make it easy for myself. I have a folder with like 20 of these blank. And I, and as I fill them in, I just keep it in the folder. And then I have about 10 of these fear ones that those are my issues but this book has like literally like nine different ones and um but this one's the the main one and this is a pain but I make sure that when I write it out the resentment I give it away like the big book says that right it says that we're supposed to um tell someone immediately when we have a resentment because that resentment's as bad as the sugar. Like it will just take me straight to the food. First, it takes me to self um, will and self control. Like I'm in charge and I'm judging this person and I know how the situation is. And when I write it out, I'm starting to let go a little. But when I tell someone, it's like my higher power jumps in that conversation. And all of a sudden, I hear from that person I'm talking to a perspective or an insight that I didn't consider before. And I'm starting to grow, you know, that educational spiritual awakening is starting to happen because I'm, I'm doing that work and I'm letting others in. I'm like actually working with others. Um, and when I say working with others, I don't mean like sponsoring. I mean, like we're working together and together we're discovering some truth. And that's what I think this program is about. And that's what's really changed me. Just recently, in fact, um, Thursday, I was struggling with this notion of, um, I've been on vacation, many of you have probably, and, and I'm you know, going back to work. And um, I was angry and I couldn't figure out why. I was starting trying to journal about it and frustrated. And I ended up um, doing, you know, after dinner, taking that first compulsive bite. And, um, you know, 45 minutes later, my stomach hurts and the jar of what I was eating is, is empty. And, um, and I think, why, how did it, what happened? Right. And, um, and it's a perfect example of, uh, you know, self-will run wide. I, I had these feelings and I didn't know how to deal with them. And I found that each time I have a feeling and I end up falling, I can pick myself up and learn from that. And the next time I have that feeling, I'm less likely to fall again. And so this was one where I didn't realize it, but I, I was angry about having to leave vacation life and go back to work. And so I, I um, you know, that I triggered the allergy of the body and I, I overate and um, then talked to someone about it and told someone and then it became all clear and I ended up being like grateful like 
um, like I'm approaching going back to my workplace now as, oh, how fortunate I am that I have a, a career. I'm so lucky. Like all the things I was feeling, the self-pity and oh, poor me, and why should I have to, and who's going to wash the floor, and it's going to, you know, all this stuff that was coming up that is going to be too busy going back to work, it fell into place. And like, okay, so last night I washed the floor and I enjoyed it. You know, I kind of can do housework and get kind of meditative about it. By by talking to someone and using the program, um, I made a mistake, but I stayed within the program and talked to people and worked it through and prayed. And I was lifted up by the experience. Whereas with the food, my experience in the past, if I binge and, and leave it at that, like, you know, I'm demoralized. Like all of a sudden I feel empty and I don't even want to be me. And, and I, I feel like a loser, you know, and, and that's what the food does for me. Like it, it promises this, you're going to feel better. And then I just, it takes away from me who I really am. But if I work the program um, and connect with someone, it's a win-win, right? Like I'm learning, the person who's helping me is learning. We're creating some community. There's a connection now there. And there's a place for the higher power to come in. Because sometimes when I'm, the feelings are that cloudy and strong, I can't really pray very well. But when I start connecting with another person, it's like emotions are released. And then I can do some prayer and get some direction, um, both through the person and through prayer. So um, that's what um, allows me to um, grow spiritually. And like the big book says, if we don't grow spiritually, if I don't continue to increase my um, spiritual life, I'm doomed. And my spiritual life is increasing, you know, and it's ironic. I, the more I get to know God, the more I understand who I am. And, and that's super helpful and accept acceptance, you know, accepting my limitations, accepting allows me to accept others' limitations and be more tolerant. And now I'm moving into relationship with others and I see the beauty in others. And um, I'm good, they're good. You know, it's not that I'm okay, you're okay so much, but it's some of that, you know, where the, we're all God's creatures and, and everyone has value and there are a reason people are put in my life um, I'm not in charge. God is, and I trust God more now, more than ever before. Um, I love in, um, literature where it says in these rooms, we find human support, a higher power to guide and support us and 12 steps to live by. And, um, yeah, for me, the 12 steps are the cornerstone. Um, it's, there are a lot of work and, and, you get what you, you put into it, right? And and not only through OA, you know, I, I've done the 12 steps in Al-Anon, I've done the 12 steps in ACA, like wherever I feel called, people come into my life and start saying, oh, I'm in this program and, and it's 15 like minutes. That's a, that's a this, thank you. That's a this issue, you know, it sounds like an Al-Anon issue. It sounds like, um, if you heard of ACA, give it a try. And, and so I, I've tried where the, I leave away and start embracing another program. That didn't work for me. I went out and uh, the food was right there controlling me again. So I get to work dual programs. I get to stay within OA, doing my um, routine with OA and 
working in another program. So it takes some sacrifice, you know. I, yeah, there's some things I'd like to do, you know, career-wise and stuff. But my recovery is, if I don't have my recovery, I have nothing. I can't, I can't do my career. So, um, so it matters, you know. There are times where I'm only working one program just away, and then I can maybe veer off and do some other stuff in other areas. But when I'm working two programs, that's pretty much what I'm doing. And it, it's worth it. It really makes a huge difference. Um, I've learned by uh, being here so long and by visiting other 12-step um, programs and working the steps a number of times that, you know, um, it says in the OA 12 and 12, reviewing our recent behaviors, keeping our higher power in charge of our lives, asking for guidance, and promptly admitting our errors becomes a sane and satisfying way of life. And um, that's what this has become. It's like, I, this is where sanity comes from. And that's what keeps coming, me coming back. Um, it's really worth it. Yeah, that's what I wanted to share. Um, uh, this program saved my life and I'll always keep coming back. Um, a vision for you is, is key in my program and um, those 10 steps, giving them away, writing them out and giving them away um, and growing spiritually, um, developing relationships with people in program. So um, yeah, so that's that's my share. I, I love to maybe incorporate some question answers. Maybe there's something I haven't brought up or touched on that if you ask me a question, I can talk a little more. Thank you. Thank, um, you. thank you. Thank you very much. That was lovely. Uh, thank you for your pitch, for being of service. It is now time for question and answers until 1055. Well, Natalie, my name is Nancy. I'm a compulsive over bulimic ACA, and um, I've done all those steps too. I really appreciate your share. Um, Doing a 10 step to me is also extremely important. So when you work, when you do those worksheets and you don't feel satisfied, what do you do then? Uh, Just that, then that's the, yeah, as you know, I'm going to say something you probably already do is, um, you know, it says in the big book, that prayer, where we pray for someone for two weeks. And I think there's a story at the end of the big book that talks about um, how this guy picks up a, a, an article. He's having trouble letting go of something with someone and he can't forgive him. And so he reads an article that is written that says, you pray for someone for two weeks and no matter what, um, you're going to find your perspective of that person changing. And it has never failed me. Yeah, it does. It does work. Uh, a couple of ways to do that, to um, pray that, you know, God help me not be angry, the angry prayer. Um, or pray for the, for them what you would want for yourself. You know, if you want prosperity and wisdom, and um, then you pray for that person to have that. You probably tried that, and those are yeah, that it always works. Thanks Just for the like question. the big book says, thank you so much. Right. Hi, I'm Jennifer. I'm a compulsive overeater. And I had a question about slips. Um, you talked about slips where, that are food related, mm -hmm. but have you had any experience with slips when your food is okay, but you feel your program slipping? Yes, I have. For me, what those look like is I start to feel like I'm a normie and I start to um, 
get um, careless or sloppy where I'm, I'm not praying as much and I'm spending a lot of time socializing and um, uh, maybe moving into some gossiping, um, uh, you know, um, some judging of others, you know, oh, let's, let's go, but no, let's not invite that person or whatever. Um, however it looks for, for everyone is different, but that's how it looks for me. And um, as soon as I, so it, you know, my higher power is merciful as, and I'm not perfect, I'm human. So as soon as I recognize what I'm doing, then um, I, just like when I slip with the food, I tighten it up, you know, it's, I, I need that discipline um, to get back on my routines, get back on my prayer routines, make sure I'm getting in that meditation. It's a weakness of mine. Um, you know, uh, and making those phone calls, being of service where we're taking the focus for me, it's getting that focus back on others and making sure I'm grateful. So I hope that helps. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to say thank you. And before you spoke, um, you said that you were going to be tailoring this more towards uh, newcomers so that you would be saying things that we've heard before. Um, I'm definitely not a newcomer, but I needed to hear everything that you said, particularly oh, okay. about working back from um, slips of various kinds and other of slips of various kinds. So I just wanted to thank you for your share. Well, thank you for that comment. Yeah. I, um, spoke to a sponsor just before the meeting and she had mentioned, you know, it's, it's helpful to hear when not all the good stuff, what's working well, but what's not working. And, and then I, it, yeah, this, this program's challenging. I, and I think I wanted to recognize that, that it's, um, it's simple, but it takes courage. I mean, kudos to everyone who's here this morning because working this program, it takes courage. I'm facing parts of myself that I don't want to look at. You know, I'm seeing things in me that I don't like. And I'm, I'm being stretched outside of my comfort zone and to find things that I do love and to um, embrace, um, to stretch, to grow so that I become um, the person I was meant to be that's always been inside there. But um, it, it's kind of scary to try it out, you know? And so doing that, trying um, new things, um, getting closer to others, uh, saying what I, what I think, whatever it is that's scaring you, I challenge um, you to trust God and step out a little because um, it's how he can use us to help others, you know, if we step out a little and start to believe. Um, Natalie Sakura, compulsive reader. So my question for you is just more around sponsorship. Could you just share a little bit about um, your experience and just mm -hmm. something on the topic? Yes, um, so I was talking to somebody recently about getting back into sponsoring and, um, and we realized that one of the reasons we stopped sponsoring um, for a while was that um, sometimes it's discouraging, like you on average, at least the people I've talked to, like maybe one in three actually follow through and stay with the program, you know, and we pour a lot of ourselves into a sponsor, a sponsee, right? And then they like stop calling or, or <laughs> they hit step four and they leave or, you know, and, um, and that's hard, but um, uh, it's also, um, I don't have the discipline to do the literature as much as I do when I sponsor. When I have a sponsee, um, boy, 
we get into the literature, I hear what they think that makes me grow and, um, and I get to share what, and, and review what I've always known in the literature, but forget, you know? And so, um, for me, the heart, one of the hardest parts is finding, um, time, right. Finding that, that schedule that works for both of us and, and keeping to it. Um, but there's nothing more rewarding than having a sponsor and working with someone in program. I, I'm sure, as you know, you've sponsored before, but um, was there something in particular about sponsoring you wanted to talk about? No, I just think that at the beginning of the year, people are looking for sponsors and kind of just um, maybe dabbling on that. And I just had a really good experience because I didn't really feel capable of sponsoring. <laughs> Did, I, I guess, even though I've been in program for quite a while and, you know, I've worked this, the steps and everything, I just didn't feel capable, but I agreed to, to do the steps with someone kind of just together, but I did kind of take the lead and it's been great. It's mm -hmm. been like, great. And you're right about, you know, the, it, it gives that accountability just keeps me reading and in the right place. One of the time I got a sponsee was through a vision for you. They have um, that 4 a.m. meeting. And then right after the 4 a.m., as you guys know, they have a live 5 a.m. meeting. It's really early, but when I really want a sponsee and I can't find one locally, I'll um, go to that 5 a.m. meeting and you just put your name out there. There's a time when they say, well, all sponsors, please put your name out. And, and, um, and people start texting you and saying, I need a sponsor and this is who I am. And, and you, you'll come, I get like three or four texts and then you start connecting with those people and you find a match. And, and that's a great way to find a sponsee. Um, might be someone in another state, but it's someone who's looking to be sponsored. Yeah, it, there's, um, I was talking to Emma before the meeting and um, getting the word out, right? Especially this time of year, usually the rooms fill up um, this time of year. And so, um, yeah, we were talking about um, how to get the word out, how to um, get people aware of our program. And probably the best way is just living it, right? If we're um, working a good program, hopefully people will want what we have and they'll be attracted to it. And um, so that's one way to go about it. And um, continuing to strengthen our program, continuing to go to meetings and to... Uh, you know, read the literature and do what we do, use our, our routines, um, will keep us in good spiritual fit condition so that when those sponsors show up, sponsees show up, we're ready, you know, and ready to go. Um, yeah, I've been talking to someone in my neighborhood who, who sounds like she wants to start and she's starting to send me her food. And, but she didn't show up this morning, so. Um, I, I guess to patience. Yeah, with sponsors, we get to be patient until they're ready. I'm just really grateful for all the people who sponsored me. So I want to sponsor others too. Um, right now, um, Jennifer, multiple reader, um, I've been dealing with relapse mm -hmm. and I wanted to know if you've dealt with, um, you know, when you start out having that fire and that desperation, mm -hmm. but as the years pass, have you dealt with losing that fire and getting it back? Because I'm, 
I'm kind of a downward spiral and I don't feel like I have that wild desperation to help me find my program in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that question. Um, When I uh, move away from the program and start to slip, and I'm sure maybe others can talk on this as well, but um, I, I, there's two things that pull me back and hopefully you'll find your two things too. Um, one is that obsession of food starts returning where I'm more interested in what I'm going to have for lunch or, well, if it gets really bad, like what my next snack's going to be. Um, although, I, yeah, um, then people you know, where um, I'm more excited about preparing food than spending time with someone else. And that, I can't stand the obsession where I'm reading a book and I can't read through a chapter of a novel or a book without um, thinking about food or or going, you know, what I'm going to have at the next meal. That is such a loss of control that took me so long to get um, as I said, it took a year and a half for me to stop eating sugar. And every time I eat sugar, the obsession is right back there, right there. And, um, yeah, so that, that's a motivator for me when I start getting obsessed with food again, I remember what it's like. I know what it's like to not have that obsession and that, that, that sense of peace and that joy, that, that easy smile, you know, you open the door, let's go for a walk. Oh, there's my neighbor. Really? Like that sense of, I feel good about me and, and I, all that's out the window as soon as I have that obsession and I just don't want to go back to that. The other thing that um, gets me back is, um, you know, how my clothes fit and how I'm feeling in my body. And um, uh, in fact, yeah, this is a holiday that I, um, yeah, I, I'm a little bit uncomfortable with it, with the size right now. And so um that's, you know, I, I respect food. I, I know what it can do to me and I'm, I'm not giving my, I'm not giving into it. I, it will not be my master anymore. So that helps me get back because um, it's not what God wants from me. It's just not. So um, I hope that that helps. Yes, thank you. Yeah, there's, an, what did someone say the other day? It's a cliche, but um, there's nothing tastes so good as abstinence feels, you know. Can't do it alone, though. You know, one moment at a time. It's overwhelming to try to do it alone. I need others. You know, three to five outreach calls a day is, is reasonable, you know. And, and talking to a person, calling until I reach someone, you know, that's getting to the meetings. Yeah, program works, but it's a lot of work. Uh, Barbara Compulsible Reader, thank you so much, Natalie. Amazing and really helpful in all levels. Um, my question is, um, how, how do you define your abstinence? Has it changed over the years? How is your food plan related to, to slips and all of that? Because I feel like um, in vision, there's more, people are always saying, oh, I only have a week, I only have a week, or because I had this or that. And I was just wondering how you respond to that. Thank you for that. Yeah, I know that's one of the reasons I didn't last and see how is because of the strict absence. 
Um, my food plan is something I write every day and I try to stay to it. I'm not giving my food plan right now away to someone, but when I start to slip or have trouble, I arrange with someone to be a food sponsor and I make myself accountable to someone else with my food. And if I change my program, my food plan for that day, I have to call that person. So basically um, how abstinence works for me is it does shift. Um, and I tighten up my abstinence or get more strict with myself if I'm having trouble. So for example, my top four since um, very since my first year in program, I've been um, my four red foods were chocolate, caffeine, sugar, and alcohol. And as I've gotten older, um, I have started to work caffeine back in. In the last year, I started to have coffee. And um, when I had that slip on Thursday, for example, um, you know, compulsively eating um, after dinner because of emotions. Um, since then, yesterday I had a terrible headache because I didn't have any coffee. And I'm starting to go back to all four again, where the, the three, those other three, I, 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 I just know, I, I don't ever touch those. But the caffeine, you know, first it was green tea for a couple of years and now I'm moving into coffee. And um, there's something about that external high that I get from anything that leads me back into food. And so for me, um, when I'm having trouble with my abstinence, like what happened on Thursday, I, I get, I go back to basics, you know, um, I, I've eliminated now caffeine and, and, uh, it in the form of coffee because it's, it's just too like mm, yummy, you know, like I, I'm getting that love from food and, um, that's not where it's supposed to come from for me. Um, cause I'll always go there. It's super easy. There, you know. People in prayer are, are more of a relationship. Food, it's kind of like, I take you, I feel better. I didn't have to give anything, you know? And um, uh, so, so my abstinence, um, I'm more, yeah, a little more fluid than see how or, or vision, you know? I'm, uh, um, I'll let things come back into my diet. And then if I have trouble, pull back, you know, dates are another thing, you know, I've started eating dates again. I'm okay right now, but I always know I'll come back, you know, <clears throat> any food that I've ever binged on, or um, that's not true. I would say any food that I've ever purged, I don't eat anymore, you know? Um, so I have certain rules that I try to stick by for me. Um, I, as I tried to, said earlier, I have such respect for food because it will take me down. It will take over. And so I'm very cognizant of um, what foods are doing that. And if I'm having trouble, I start eliminating those foods that I've kind of, those yellow light foods people call that. And I, I push those back out and I, um, yeah, getting, accountable with another person is, is really helpful too. turning in my food to someone else if I'm having trouble. So, um, like most people in programs say my food works best when it's just boring, you know, when I'm kind of eating the same thing every day, you know, I've got the salad for lunch and the, you know, these, these food groups for dinner. And then the breakfast is like one or two different things. And, um, and that's good. When I start to get a little fancy, I, I'm just very wary and, and uh, careful with it. So thanks for the question.
I, I just don't want to think too much about food. I want to be in relationship with people and my higher power. And um, yeah, so I just want to keep the food simple because um, life should be where I'm at, right? Food down here, life up here. And when it starts to shift, it, uh, I'm not willing to go back there. I, God willing, I, I don't want to go back there. <laughs> Hi, my name's Carol. Um, the OA workbook that you uh, showed, um, the green and yellow one, is that a, a newer workbook? It's, um, yeah, it's one that I don't see in the rooms very often when people bring literature. It's been around about 10 years. I picked it up at a birthday party, again, uh, to sponsor people because it lays out how to go through the 12 steps in OA and it uses all the great literature. It's got in there, you know, the, the for today, the virtues of the recovery, it, you read portions of um, the OA 12 and 12 and the um, Overeaters Anonymous book plus the big book. I mean, it's, it's, it's well done. Um, but you can go online. I didn't walk you through that, but I can show you real quick. Let me see how we're doing. Yeah, if I, um, it, they don't make it easy to get away materials. Um, it's not uh, intuitive to me. So I just, I put this here just to show real quick. If you're gonna order a book, there's this menu thing here. And then you go down through all of this to resources. And then they have this and it's document library. And then under there, there's all these. And then you go to literature, let me see. Literature catalog, literature order form. That's the one. And um, uh, I mean, if you're gonna order through their website, that's where the books are, but it's there. And um, yeah, it's, it's a great book, great resource. I really like it. Thank you. You're welcome. Terry, did you have a question? Yes. Hi, Natalie. Um, thank you for your share. I really appreciate it. Um, I wanted to, to, for hopefully maybe you could talk a little bit more about how you work through trust um, as far as calling people, um, as far as speaking up, reaching out, et cetera. Right. Right. Thank you for that question. Um, I remember at the beginning thinking I was bothering people if I called them. And I was really lucky because my first few years, people would always say, thank you so much for calling. This is helping me so much, you know? And so I started to internalize that, to believe that when I call someone, I'm helping them out. Um, so yes, the trust is, is very challenging. And um, what I found was, um, what I learned is that I'm not gonna connect with everyone in the rooms. So when I find someone that I do connect with, um, I try to find two or three, but I, I talk to them on a regular basis. And um, I used to be afraid of becoming codependent and I, I wanna be interdependent, not codependent on anyone. But um, if we're helping each other grow, I trust that that's a healthy relationship, right? Within program. And um, I challenged my higher power. Like I would pray for something and um, about something or um, 
I felt like I was being called to do something and say, no, I really don't want to do that, but I'll try it. And I, I, through trial and error, like stepping out, trusting my higher power and then evaluating, oh, I guess that wasn't so bad. Well, I did learn that. And then trying it again. So that, that helped me develop my trust with my higher power. Um, if I can just mention adult children of alcoholics, yeah, that's helped me with trust as well. Um, and then the other key to trust that's helped me trust others more is trusting myself. So if I can, you know, say I'm gonna exercise this much and do it for three, three days or more in, in, in a, as much as I say in a row, I'm starting to build trust with me. And um, if I can say, you know, okay, I've got my list of grocery items and I'm not gonna go off this list today. And I go and I, but I see something I really want, but well, it's not on my list. And I, and I told myself, even if it's an abstinent thing, like, oh, well, it's that kind of apple, not that kind. But I told myself, I made a promise to myself, I'm not gonna get that today, you know, or, or I'm gonna stay with my, with my list. Then when I come home, it's like, like there's this peace inside of me, like, oh, I did what I said I'm gonna do. I can start to trust me a little bit. And that allows me to kind of sense when I can feel that with others too. And um, they become a person I kind of trust. It's important, it was important to me though, to realize that people are people and they're gonna fail me, you know? And that doesn't mean I don't trust them anymore. It means that either I set a little boundary in that relationship or um, I definitely wanna forgive, you know? And, um, but the ultimate trust, so, so really the trust is from with my higher power and with me. And then, and I cut other people a little bit of slack, you know, cause they're people. Um, and I need them and I want them. Um, so it's, um, I, I just recommend baby steps. Yeah. Cause I know me, if I get hurt, I shut down, you know, and I want to illuminate that person or people from my life. And so baby steps, um, then I won't shut down. And that's, I was just, thinking, making me a little nervous thinking about it because um, I, that will trigger me. I will go back to the food when someone hurts me. So um, just being really careful with self, you know, really taking good care of self. Otherwise I'll end up back in the food. Thank you. Yeah. It I'd is like a, to talk to you more about that, maybe on the phone. Thank you, Natalie. If you take outreach calls, would you put your name, your phone number in the, in the chat so that we could have your phone number because um, I would like to thank you for your, thank your you. speak. And um, to those who gave service, I would also like to thank you. We welcome anyone who wishes to attend no matter where they are in their recovery process. Um, after a moment of silence, Natalie, would you please lead us in the serenity prayer? Thank you. God, God grant me the serenity. Grant me the serenity. To accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I will not mind be done. Thank you very much, Ms. Nelly, so much. Thank you for letting me be here today. Thanks for showing up. 21 years.